Communication, I'm good. Get it, get it All right, Big Ben and K-Win, and K-Win is on his honeymoon. But I am here with a very, very, more than adequate, phenomenal fill-in in Baylor the Great. Baylor, how are you? I appreciate that, man. Uh, it's all love on this side of town. I'm not that sad, but I guess we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we are coming to you on Tuesday, May 23rd, 5.30 Pacific, and no more than less than 24, 24 hours after the exit of the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I discussed before coming on, this is the Lakers exit interview. Mm-hmm. You are the lead. You are LeBron, if you would. <laughs> you want to play the part of LeBron? That might not be a bad idea. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, so give me your 4-0 sweep in the Western Conference Finals. I will say this. I didn't see him there. Mm-hmm. I saw this 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 series as a little bit of house money. I saw mm-hmm. a gentleman sweep more than a just straight sweep, but it is what it is. Right. So right. so you're LeBron. Give me give me your rundown on the season. Well, you know, um, being 38 years old, you know, uh, I could be a little stubborn in my ways, you know, and that as you can see, I continue to shoot those three pointers. Um, <laughs> but in practice, they go in, you know, and they know, you know what they say about practice. If you practice it, you practice it in the game. And so that's what I did. And I just so happened to be LeBron James. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Now, LeBron, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, – let, let's round out the team in terms of what happened, I guess, the previous two series versus what happened this series. What mm-hmm. can you lean on in the previous two that maybe you can't take away from the others? Or well, this one, excuse me. It, in the previous two series, we dealt with a lot of guard play. You know, So all we had to really do was focus on the guards and protect the rim – from the guards. There was no big man play. I mean, in the second round, we had to deal with uh, a UCLA alumni who grabs a lot of offensive boards in Looney. Uh, but that was about it. He's not an offensive threat. But when you talk about uh, Joker, he's well-rounded. They stole the MVP away from him. And so that fueled him to go out and do what he did. Uh, he has been one of the most consistent players in the postseason where our big man has been inconsistent. I don't want to throw him under the bus, but, you know, um, we just wasn't consistent in the paint. And a lot of people forget that Jamal Murray is one of those hymns. You know, you got Hemi Butler, and then you got Austin Reeves, who is also him. But uh, Jamal Murray has been him for a while. He's been him since college. He just had that injury bug, you know, and uh, I'm glad that he shook it. And he was also a problem. So the difference, the main difference between those two series and this one is that we had to deal with a guard and a big and their, their supporting cast were also much uh, aggressive than us. You know, if you, if you check the film, Austin Reeves is one of our offensive guys, but Aaron Gordon made sure he played defense and he couldn't, he couldn't play defense in the paint. Uh, uh, with Aaron Gordon so that was that was the major difference and I'm 38 and I'm shooting those threes so that may or may not be a problem but it happened is there anything that happened in this series it doesn't sound like from your your feedback you're one you're blaming MVP voters on on how good Joe kick I love that move (laughs) 
Uh, but it doesn't sound like it was one, two, or even three things that could have happened in this series to turn it around and say, run it to a two, two, or even tie in the four games that you did play. Well, again, I don't want to do- throw anybody else under the bus, but Darvin Ham, um, he really didn't make the adjustments that, that we needed. If you, if you play close attention to the uh, second round against Golden State, you notice out the gate, we had Vando draping Curry the full length of the floor, at least for the first quarter, you know? Now, did it, did it work to perfection? Absolutely not, but it caused him to slow down just a little bit. I mean, in the previous round where they played um, uh, Sacramento, I think Curry was averaging somewhere around 33, 32 points a game, where when he got to the second round to us, it was a 10-point difference. So it kind of helped. Now, Curry and Jamal are, you know, those are two different guards. Now, who would I take? I would definitely take Curry. But Jamal is not far behind. It was just too much for our guards to handle. And we can't can't continue to keep running three-guard lineup. And I want to be the point guard, too. It's not going to work. And you're 38. And I'm 38. That's that's. (laughs) You got to think about that, too. And I'm 38. All right. 38-year-old LeBron. It's been Rob Rob Polinka came out and said, listen, this is kind of a humanistic decision in terms of what we're going to do in the offseason, in your mind. And he's talking about you. Um, how do you, LeBron, what are you making decisions around this offseason, LeBron? Do you focus more on your body and your mind? Is it money? Is it your family? What are you thinking about this coming offseason? Because Palinka has come out and said, if you still want to be around, the two pillars continue to be AD and you. Uh, well, the one thing I'm going to focus on is Kyrie Irving. And then the second thing I'm going to focus on is Kyrie Irving. And then the third thing will be defense. And preferably some wings, that's about six, seven and up. Three and D guys. So okay. if I do continue to play basketball – I want to make sure this is probably one of the most stacked teams that I've ever played on before, before I get out of here. So in a sense, you're going to recruit effectively in and around you. If you chips don't follow how you like them, they're different strategy. Plan B. Plan B would be uh, Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say on a boat in Mexico. Not, not Trey Young. <laughs> Trey Young. I mean, you got to – I mean, you got to look at it like this. I came to this franchise um, for more than just to win rings. And I accomplished those things. But one thing that I did not accomplish is to win multiple rings for a franchise that wins multiple rings, you know, especially within a five-year time period. So with that being said, I have, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the questions on Twitter, on IG. I get text messages uh, will LeBron get his jersey retired by the Lakers? Will he get a statue outside? No, I don't think I will. Not outside? No, not, no. I mean, I think the bare minimum might be two rings. I mean, it yeah. might be the bare minimum. Okay. So there is some sort of qualification for statue. I think it helps. I think it helps that I broke the record in a Laker jersey. And if I get number 18 before the Celtics, that helps as well. But from what you're telling me, what I'm hearing is that I got one more year if we can if we can stack the deck. 
Yeah, it's because of my ankle. Yeah. Make yeah. it one more year. You can't play at 40, but you can play at 39. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't have any more questions for you. Thank yeah, you, I'm sir. Thir- I'm also 38, so we also got to remember that. <laughs> I missed three layups in game three. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> All right. I like that. I-, I think my take here on LeBron going into the offseason is he's going to look at, his- at Bronny, too. I think there's that itch to play with his son. Oh, man. Uh, to see this. I'm, I'm, am, am I still the only one on that conspiracy theory? No, I think everybody um, I think everybody is on that train. And, and, and to be fair, I think everybody wants to see that. You know, everybody wants to see that. that happen. It's almost like a Disney ending. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, as a as a Laker fan outside of being one of the best ever. Yo, I don't care about playing with my son. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I guess as a Mariners fan who saw Ken Griffey playing with it, Ken Griffey Sr., like it was cool, but you're right. I didn't. They sucked either way. So. Yeah, because it was a vast, it's a vast difference between Ken Griffey Jr. and Bronny, you know? Yeah. Like a yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, like, like the. The son came in and he was already better than the dad. I mean, I think I think the son that's going to be better uh, isn't getting enough press right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're if you're Palinka and the Lakers, just at a holistic level outside of LeBron, what are you thinking? What do you is it pure full court press on LeBron, or do you have are you are you working AD just as hard to stick around? Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is the answer to everything. Now, okay. it, it, well, I take that back. It's not the answer to our defense, but it's definitely a offset to the guard play in the West. You know okay. what I mean? As long as yeah. as long as long as we can stay healthy, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with us looking for package deals for AD. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but right, he just doesn't have it when it comes to. You. I mean, if if Joker's going to be around in that same conference, you're just saying you got to find a remedy, and it isn't AD I, potentially. I, 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 it's hard. Is what I want to keep AD absolutely, but I don't want to sit through that uh, whole 82 games, wondering how many he's going to play. You know, yeah. and it's like it's almost like we want him to get injured early, then sit out and come back the second half of the season. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, we, so we took stock of LeBron, took, took stock of the Lakers. Let's talk about the NBA at whole. Um, so I want to talk about Grant Williams and Jimmy Butler going head-to-head. Mm-hmm. I love what Jimmy Butler said. And you and I talked before. He's, you said, Jimmy's, uh, I'll let you call him a him. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. I love that. But here's what I, I got a question for you. So Jimmy, Jimmy talked about Grant Williams going head-to-head and just how it was a competitive situation. But he goes, he just did it to the wrong person. It fueled him. So my question to you, you're you're Baylor great. Who are the three players you least like, least would like, least liked to be button heads with or rubbing heads with come game game three of an NBA NBA playoff game? 
Oh, it would be a playoff series. Who, who, um, they can be modern, they can be modern day, they can be. Oh, yeah, you can go back. Okay. Okay. I want to give you the, yeah, three, three players. Okay. And you know what? To, to pay my respect because of what I've seen him do all postseason, especially with us four games, I'm going to joke, I'm going to throw Joker in there. Okay. Cause he just, yo, he has whatever Wolverine is made out of. That's what Joker <laughs> is made out of. <laughs> For real, I see him. He is a bully. He is a bully. He doesn't lift a nair weight. I know he carries like dead trees on his back in the offseason <laughs> or something like that. Uh, it would definitely be Joker. Uh, obviously, it's got to be MJ. Because, and as a matter of fact, you shouldn't even look at MJ the wrong way. Don't even be in the same on the same block because you know what he's going to do. He's going to take it personal. He's going mm-hmm. he's going to make something up and take it personal. And I can't say MJ without saying Kobe. I dare you to piss off. I dare you to piss I, off. May rest in peace. But you know that that Jimmy Butler just. I could have seen Kobe do that too. Get get that that emotion into the game. Oh yeah, against someone like Grant Williams. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and then it's all it's lights out after that. Those type of players, like I, I think Joker is the total opposite of Michael Jordan and Kobe. And what I mean by that, I think Kobe, I think Kobe and Jordan, they look for just an inch of disrespect and they manipulate it and they turn it into something to fuel yeah. them. With Joker, I don't think he understands disrespect. I think he just goes out there and plays basketball. For <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I think he is just raw talent. He assumes everyone is disrespecting him. Yeah. They've all seen they've all seen that picture of him where he's a pudgy kid and they say, Can you believe this guy's taking you, you know, putting up 40, 20, and 10? Yeah. And I, yeah. that that has fueled him, I think. If he was to your point, and I've thought about this too from his physical stature, he doesn't look like an NBA player. He does. I think that fuels him a bit. It, he doesn't. But after I seen in the fourth quarter, I think we're like maybe five or six minutes left. I seen him go baseline. And he was in between AD and one of our guards. And I said, oh, my. The way he just pushed him off of him with his shoulders and laid it. And his hands are like pillows. We're like, stick them. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, I thought Kevin I thought Kevin Love was the best offensive rebounder I've ever seen in my life. No. Joker, his the ball is just, my God. I just don't understand it. And he has this soft. He has one of the softest touches around the rim that I've ever seen. Like between him and Olajuwon, that's a good. I mean, I don't think we'll see. I, we've seen anyone quite like Joker previously. Uh, uh, now I didn't see Oscar Robinson play, or but he's he's so subtle too. The way he goes about his game. There's nothing yeah. flashy about it, you know? Yeah, and you have to and you have to guard him from the top of the key all the way down to the box because he will shoot that thing. Yeah. Dirk like. Yeah. Okay. Stolen MVP, that might be fueling him too, like you said. All right, let's talk about the the finals, theoretical finals. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get you out of, then we'll get you out of here. So we have Miami and I forget Oh, they have how many undrafted players? 
Like like three or four of them, right? Three or four undrafted players. I still don't know their name. And I don't even want to do it. <laughs> I, I, just, I just met Gabe Vincent and I already like him. Like he's one of the, <laughs> he was doing he's he was doing his uh, his post-game interview. He's like, Yeah, we're just I'm just a nobody. This is the first no, time Gabe, you guys have heard of me. Gabe you know? Vincent sounds like a shady uh public defender. <laughs> <laughs> but but he is out there getting buckets. You know that's, I mean? a, that's a good name for him, the Miami Public Defenders. Don't he sound like <laughs> he sounds like he has a Ferrari or somewhere stealing <laughs> those people money? But no, nah, they are they are hooping, and that's just that's why I'm pushing for Jimmy to win. It's not it's not because of what Denver did to us. Is because I like the underdog story and. He's not too far removed from playing us in the finals a couple of years yeah. ago. And he put his he put everything on the line. And he deserved a squad like that because the media, since what since he left Chicago, has been, you know, he's a locker room problem. You know, mm-hmm. Minnesota, you know, and they yeah. pick what you call it over him in Philly. You know what I mean? And it's like this whole time he was telling us, I just I need some dogs. I need somebody that's mm-hmm. gonna play, play. And Miami was the perfect spot. He was the perfect spot. You know, they had uh, Pat Riley. Literally, anytime they show him, he's got arms crossed up and standing up, you know, in the stands. They 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 honed in on him. And then afterwards, they had Spolstra talking, of course, in a post-game interview. And Spolstra looked like uh, kind of a makeup of Pat Riley where he takes these guys, you know, puts them together and puts a storyline around them and, you know, uh motivates the hell out of them right yeah you know these guys are and it looks like to me i think to your point you remember what the way the toronto crowd treated tomorrow tomorrow derozan after he left yeah yeah as as like this guy that was just always around you know that really wanted the best for the team and i feel like that's what miami's coming towards or around jimmy in the same way mm-hmm. like he's the leader right and he's not this not Jordan. He's not this top 10 MVP voting every year type of guy, maybe, but he's our guy. Yeah. He's going to get it done. Yeah. It's been yeah. fun to see. Watch him. Watch him. <laughs> I don't see this couldn't happen, but, but um, I was going to say, watch him get blank the next four games by the Celts, but that won't happen. Um, who would you, so who do you have in that matchup? You just watched Denver dismantle LA. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're gonna have Jimmy coming into town. Well, my one, I like I like Jimmy Butler, but I also like Jamal Murray and I like Joker. Those, if I had to pick <laughs> the remaining favorite players, even out of the four, out of the four teams, it would definitely be those three would be up there uh, because they play hard, man. And Joker has never had an issue. You know what I mean? Uh, he's always played hard. Jamal Murray, like I said, outside of his injuries, always been a top guard to me. And then Jimmy Butler has been uh, labeled as a certain player and then showed them otherwise. So mm-hmm. all three of those guys that I just said kind of have that underdog role, even though Joker has won MVPs. But uh, it's hard, it's the hard work that I appreciate. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to pick. I would want it to go seven. But because Jimmy Butler is doing more with less, I got to give it to Jimmy Butler. And I seen what he did to us in the bubble. I ain't going to never forget that. He took a game from us by himself. 
by my, literally by himself. No, uh, I like what you're saying. I, I would say this: there's going to be more tears as that trophy's being held up this year than any. I think the Nuggets in the past have got known their. You, Mike Malone's come out and been like, "You guys are talking about the Lakers way too much." I, okay, is, so two things about that. I understand his frustration, but I also know he's doing it as fuel. So it's like, all right, stop whining. You know why they're talking about the Lakers. The same reason why they're talking about Boston. The world would rather see Boston and the Lakers fight for that 18th uh, championship, Bron to get his fifth, or to see if the Celtics can overcome and Jalen and and, uh, Jason get there first. But, uh, again, I totally understand as a person that roots for the underdog role, I get it. You know what I mean? But the coach came off a little whiny, though. Just a little whiny for me. Yeah, I agree with you. And (laughs) he needs to be reminded that, you know, Colorado ain't Hollywood or Denver ain't Hollywood. They got some some good candy over there. (laughs) 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 All right. To wrap things up, I need a finals prediction. I need your finals MVP. And then I need the Raiders record. Those three oh, things right now. We're, we're getting out of here. So, uh, finals winner. Miami in seven. Miami in seven. Jimmy, Jimmy the finals MVP. Okay. Not Gabe Benson. <laughs> <laughs> and my Raiders, my Raiders, and my Raiders are going to win 10 games this year. <laughs> Okay, I added the preseason to that. So the my Raiders are going to win. <laughs> All right, we go win. How many, how many preseason games this year? Eight? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> uh, you know what? Nah, man. I think because you know we we got the Patriot we got the Patriots West over here now. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna win ten games. Oh my oh, god, man. that's. Gonna- <laughs> Y'all play this back. Oh, 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 oh man, this is, this is this is the first thing going on our Instagram. I'm saying ten games. Oh, come on, uh, look, Jimmy, come on, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, let's go. Jimmy man. G's gonna be doing nose bumps. Come on, at Jimmy. the Aria while playing craps yeah. at halftime. Yeah, Las Vegas offered Jimmy a whole lot of stuff that I cannot repeat on a public uh, platform. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah, I could. (laughs) The incentives incentives are no longer money. It's all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot going on. Baylor, thank you, my friend. Well, as we keep it in the um, PG rating here on Big Ben and K-Win, we appreciate you. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Online, yeah, cool. your podcast, and so forth. Real quick, shout out to Mellow too, man. We're gonna miss him. Ooh. Yeah. Uh at Baylorism on Twitter, at Baylor the Great on IG. That's BTG for President Podcast and Open Road with BTG, a part of the Rare Signers Network. Thank you, my friend. Show off that sweatshirt one more time. Oh yeah. Heat and seven. <laughs> Heat and seven. <laughs> Be good, my friend. All right, man. You take it easy. You too. Yep.